Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined by my co-host, my sister and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. We've always been massive fans of horror films, so we decided, why not start a podcast? This week, we're broadcasting live from underneath the staircase of Amberson Hall, discussing the 1982 campy horror anthology classic that is Creepshow. The film was directed by George A. Romero, written by Stephen King, and with makeup done by Tom Savini, it's a veritable who's who of horror. The film is a throwback to the controversial horror comics of the 1950s and is a quite fitting tribute with grim horror, ghouls, and gore. So, Creepshow. You guys want to talk about the first time you ever saw it or watched it or what you thought about it? Oh, I remember being a kid watching it, and I have two older brothers, so Mm -hmm. whatever they watched, I had to watch, and that used to scare me as a kid, but of of course, I was like five. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how old we were i'm pretty sure we were too young oh absolutely (laughs) to be watching it but uh yeah we were exposed to to all that horror stuff from our mom yeah Yeah. we were very very young i think um what's weird to me is watching it re-watching it this time around i didn't realize as a kid the difference between horror and campy horror for sure you just see ghouls and you're like oh shit like there's no there's no switch in your brain that understands that it's not this super serious thing right you know but uh what did you guys did you feel any different watching it now again i know we've seen it since we were children but i mean creep show is almost like a warm blanket to me. No, yeah. Like if somebody watched it objectively for the first time in 2020, they could almost be like, "That movie sucked." <laughs> this mo- like it yeah. is so steeped in nostalgia. It's always gonna be an A plus movie for me. Mm-hmm. So watching it again, it's like putting on slippers or like getting under a blanket like that's how i feel when i when i watch right it's like a movie you can watch over and over yeah it's like it's comforting it's like it's always been a part of my life which is kind of weird to say but no and if it's if it's on i'll watch it 100 yeah no definitely Um, and when you meet somebody who's seen it it's like hey we're best friends now All right, so before we bury ourselves neck deep in the sands of this film, we'd like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't want to be spoiled, please go watch the film. We all recommend it. Then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers at all, then let's get this creep show on the road. Uh, So the film begins with a frame story, kind of involving a father and a son arguing over a horror comic. It's kind of replaying what I imagine happened a lot in the 1950s of some dad finding a horror comic and being like, what is this? And then losing their mind on the kid. The dad was was an asshole. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was the worst. How about the kid just calling him out for his dirty magazine? Dude! Just... That was probably my favorite part of the uh, intro. And the mom just taking it. Yeah. yeah. Just, some, she's like, I happening? know. She yeah. knew. Yeah. She He's knew. like, we're going to talk dirty laundry. Let's talk dirty laundry. <laughs> Let's do why this. Is yeah. it, why does the dad look like Al Franken? Why is it... <laughs> He, he I did. Could, yeah, I, could, yeah. I was like, what, Man, why does he, he remind me? Yeah. Where do I know you from? Yeah. Was it, is it Stuart... Small, small, yes, yeah, small, yeah. It was the, the blonde. Yeah, yeah he like, looked exactly the like him. That? <laughs> the father is played by Tom Atkins. If you recall, he's in The Fog and Halloween Three, 
which oddly is getting some kind of renaissance. A lot of people are saying it's like the best Halloween film, but I... Is it? Halloween yeah. 3, which one is that? It's the one without Michael Myers. I don't even so, remember that one. So, fuck Halloween 3? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah, I can't. I, I, so, I, quotes Halloween 3? Yeah. Not so much. Uh, but the more interesting thing is that the son in the scene is played by Joe Hill, who's the son of Stephen oh, King. I, I did not Joe know Joe. that. Yeah, I didn't totally even Joe know that. Yeah. It's so funny because he looks exactly like Stephen King. No, he's his clone. <laughs> even yeah. more so now. Oh, he... Definitely. No, now, yeah, she's shown me pictures of him now. Definitely, yeah. and um, his book that just came out, Joe Hill's book, Full Throttle. It's like a short story book. He tells a story about falling in love with horror ever since he was a kid, mm. and obviously who his dad is, and then working with Tom Savini. And he taught he told a story about working on Creepshow, right? And then the scene at the beginning when he gets slapped. They did the makeup to make it look like he got hit in the face, and his dad had taken him to go get food at a drive-thru and the lady at the drive-thru called the police because they thought that there was this battered child. I bet Tom Savini was like, yeah, I make up a good job. Better than an award. Yeah. Um, So the, the mother is kind of non. Oh yeah. She's wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt bad about that. Totally non-existent. Um, But so the dad throws the kids comic in the garbage. He's done. He goes back. The mother's like, ah, it was a little harsh. And then he... That's um, my God made father's name. That's my God made father's name. Because fuck moms. They don't... No. Fathers get shit done. I felt bad because she's just sitting there sewing and he's just drinking a beer. Yeah. Yeah, Which Which was was half foam. Yeah. (laughs) Which was half foam. It's not a good... Not a great beer. That's all head, my friend. Dog shit. But they're hanging out in the living room, and unbeknownst to them, their son is just getting visited. Yeah, and how is that kid not scared? He's no, just he like, was oh so yeah, dude. He was, What's up? He was so happy. He was stoked. Even yeah. he was smiling. Like this is what I asked for. Like he he was ready for it. So I think the dad might have wanted to chill out on the horror comics because yeah. he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's, uh, <laughs> he doesn't worry. He's totally right, he was fine. probably right in taking it away from him if he's that comfortable <laughs> with the no, goal. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Maybe fucking, one would say too comfortable. Right, dead body in the window. He's all right with that. Yeah. Like... So the intro music, I like a lot. Love it. Right. I love all no, the music yes. in this movie, I would say. Great music. Suspenseful, cheesy, mm-hmm. over the top. Which I do want to say that, and I had forgotten because it was something from when I was a teenager, but... Hearing it now, I realize that Three Six Mafia sampled that track, no that sh- opening oh, music, for some of their songs. That's... And when we watched it, you know, before I was like, "Where do I know that from?" That's that's crazy. a Three Six Mafia song. I was really? like, "That yeah," I was Dude, like, that "That's where I heard it from." No, that's badass. That and also with the intro, you kind of get the feel of how they're going to be going with the comic book right. situation no, and the yeah. art and everything, which I, I like love. That. Yes. Yes. yes, which I love. And because that comes up a lot with like the turning of pages and yes. whatnot, and uh, the word bubbles and the yeah, yeah whatnot, and the creep looks fantastic. I, right? Art yes. design on the creep, top notch. It's so good. <laughs> that brings us to the first tale in this anthology, which is Father's Day. Yes. Um, Father's Day begins with a family. They're seated in a parlor awaiting the arrival of a woman called Aunt Bedelia. Mm-hmm. The family is waiting, and they're kind of gossiping about her, specifically about the fact that she murdered her father, a guy called Nathan Grantham. Each of the relatives, including Nathan's granddaughter Sylvia, his 
great-grandchildren Richard and Cass are taking turns telling the story to Hank, Cass's husband, who like married into the family and doesn't really know the right. full story of what's going on. And Hank is played by Ed Harris in one of his first film roles. He mm-hmm. was 32. It's the dancing one, right? Yeah, yes. It is. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And we'll get to that. We will get there. 100%. Um, so the story goes, I guess, Aunt Bedelia was acting as her father's nurse after he had a stroke. And then from the flashbacks, we see that he was kind of a total asshole. A total piece of shit. Just yes. the worst. Slamming his cane on his chair, yes. asking for shit. I feel like there are kinder ways to go about 100%. getting what you want. I mean, that's not the way to get somebody to make you a cake. No. I, I think <laughs> that's the wrong way to go about that. And am I wrong in thinking cakes are supposed to be a surprise? Like I, <laughs> where's my fucking yeah. cake? Any colder a bitch? Well, he did. He wanted that cake. He, did. he, wanted, he the wanted the cake. It was he made. Did. Let her yeah. frost it. Let her decorate it. Um, it's taking too long. No, I. And her frosting technique was kind of terrible. She literally just squeezed the whole thing. It looked great looked until like she brain. started getting angry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, being called a bitch will do that to you. I would imagine. <laughs> so. Uh, Basically, I guess they have a long history. Um, Wikipedia called her a spinster, which I feel like is kind of an offensive <laughs> term. Because it's not even completely true, because she was betrothed. She was in love. She, she was, was in love with a man, and then her father had him killed. Yep. And then she's still making him his cake, and he called her a bitch. <laughs> Jesus. He's terrible. So she got sick of it. Obviously, she grabs a marble ashtray and knocks him over the head with it and kills him. A.K.A. what he had coming. Uh, yeah, he, he One could what was say, coming to him. Yes. Yeah. He did not get that cake. He did not. No. He's very upset <laughs> over such things. The interesting point that I didn't realize until this time around is that the family, they owe their wealth to, to her. Bedelia killing Nathan. That's why, and I really didn't notice until this time around that they all seem like pretty shitty people yes yeah, <laughs> i didn't catch that before i really no, tried to yeah. look at it at this time around because we were doing this objectively mm-hmm. they seem like pieces of shit oh absolutely. they're eating ham to, <laughs> to celebrate this man's death yeah literally that's what they're every here year for. every like, year fuck you nathan oh so yeah literally yeah she's she's uh what did they say she's um you could set your watch to her She's yeah. going to go talk shit to him at his grave. Then when she's yeah. going to come inside, we're going to need some ham. Dude, it's just... <laughs> Once a year. It's a routine. It's, it's a routine. It's, it's incredible. And um, as a kid, I'm like, all right. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I don't know why. And then once things start going haywire, I was like, oh, these poor people. No. These poor people. No, dude, not at all. Once again... I feel like a recurring theme here is people getting shit that's coming to them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's kind of like a thread time. through 100%. the... 100%. Yeah. Um, so, like you said, uh, Bedelia does finally arrive, and she stops at her father's grave to talk some shit. Yes. Uh, the weird thing <laughs> that I didn't notice until this time around is, first of all, she admits to the murder at his graveside, oh, yeah. admits to covering it up yep. and everything, but um, when she spills the whiskey, it's almost like the whiskey caused him to <laughs> yeah. rise from the dead. Well, plus she took one Maybe drink and did. then dropped it. That's and true, too. Yeah, Why like, would you what? bring the whole bottle? Yeah, if you're going to take a sip and then just where did throw her, it on the floor. Where did her accent come from? I don't know. I noticed that too. I was gonna say something when we were watching, but I was like, "That's she's covering something." I was no, like, yeah. Where did her accent come from? It's very weird. Sylvia kind of has an accent. Nobody Not else like does. Not like that. No. But my fun fact that What's I that? had to reveal is when I was a kid, I had no idea what the fuck she was saying at the grave. <laughs> Not a word. Dude, no. Not a word. Yeah. I thought she was just crazy. I think it was yes. the killer murderer yeah. part. I was like, I jet over time. Is that like, what are you Patois? talking about? <laughs> She got drunk and then just 
got all English all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. It brings it out of yeah. me. Oh my god! But um, with the whiskey bringing him back to life, it's not a great ad for Jim Beam, or it's a great no. ad, <laughs> or it is a great it could ad. Be the best ad. So he shoots his hand up from the ground because he's ready. And this is one thing that I have to point out. You can take The Walking Dead. You can take like all these zombie movies. I understand it looks campy, but this is the greatest looking ghoul. One hundred. No. I, yeah. I literally wrote a plus practical effects. <laughs> no, literally, yeah. but fantastic. Like, that's, still, that's what I was telling the kids that like because they like watching it, and I told them it's different now from when you watch horror movies because you can see the right. CGI or you can whatever. As to older horror movies, they had to work with it what was they practical. had. Yes. So they tried to make it look as good as possible. So when you seen it, it was like, holy shit, that looks <laughs> yeah. semi-real. Yes. Yeah. Is that real? So, you know, they had to bust their ass to make it look oh, good. Oh, yeah. And it looked fantastic. And Tom yeah. Savini. Oh, I mean, yeah. come on. Sex machine, man. <laughs> yeah. Sex machine. You met him. You yes, have a photo yes. of Tom Savini. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Gotta blow that one up and put it on yeah, the wall. Yeah, exactly. Legend. But no, I was just kind of in awe of how well it stood up oh, to the test right. of time. And because I've watched movies that are like 10 years old and the CGI looks like shit. Yeah. But the practical effects they are age, always they age well. Yeah. They're, yeah. Real. They're, They're solid. There. Exactly. But yeah, favorite ghoul of all time. Um, after he gets up from the ground, she like cowers in fear because she can't believe it. She's been talking shit for seven years, and then finally, <laughs> she spills some whiskey. So- <laughs> you're, surprised, you're surprised he comes back. Yeah, and, right. I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> so he uh, gets out, strangles her, and this is a very important point for me personally. Is this is I think the first time that the lighting comes into play when the okay. red and blues. Right, yep. they do. That it does. It Love does it. do that. It's beautiful. It. Yep. Um and it's just so simple. It's just a no, change yeah. in lighting and it just creates this like atmosphere. At, yes. Yeah. And the music and then the comic feel and everything is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. So he's asking for his birthday cake and it's Father's been Day. seven years right. Father's, oh, Day cake. Father's Day. Father's cake. Day. Yeah. yeah this, which is Father's that a thing? <laughs> That's a great question. Right. I I did not. Right. Uh, I usually just expect the kids to get me a mug or make something <laughs> out of dirt and sticks. But where's my mug? Doesn't have the same yeah. ring to it. And the cake is sweet. So it's a little contrast between all the murder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, while she's getting strangled, there's a dance party breaking out. Unnecessary in the house, dance party. And it's the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I wrote guy, unnecessary awkward dance party. Right. Because the guy sounds like Mario Cantone, but he looks like Scarface. It's like, what's it? This guy's just dancing around. And the, so the, the guy is married to the sister. That's right. outright. Yes. And right. then the other guy is his uh, Her his brother. brother. Yeah, right. her okay. brother. Yeah. Okay. So the dance party gets broken up. By Sylvia, because she's had enough, and so have I. <laughs> well, it seems as though they only have the one song. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What's up no, with that? Yeah. Because it plays later. later. It was a t- it was a cassette. It was 1982. I guess we got to take that into account as well. So Hank goes outside for a smoke. Hank is Ed Harris, the husband. Right. right. Um, one thing I did think that was kind of odd was that when he went out for a smoke. He pulled his cigarette from one shirt pocket I noticed and that pulled t- his match from the other shirt oh, pocket. Yeah. I would think you would keep those together. Yes. I noticed that yes. too. Or maybe that's just how they did things back I, then. I just thought it was very know. awkward. When I used to smoke, I would keep my lighter as soon as there was enough room in the cigarette pack with the cigarette. No, right. we're gonna yeah, use we're gonna utilize every pocket. Every in the pocket. Shirt. Right. Every goddamn pocket. It's in the a shirt. utilitarian.
responsibility, man. You gotta. <laughs> I paid for these gotta pockets. Keep them yeah. busy. In the, pocket. I, yeah, yeah. the shirt was double because of the extra pocket. <laughs> so, to my recollection, he hears a noise of some kind and goes to investigate. Right. Um, he sees the bottle on the ground and picks it up, as one does. <clears throat> yeah. And by the way, it was almost empty, so that's even less of a reason to pick it up. <laughs> um, also, it's open and on the ground in the graveyard. That doesn't hurt. <laughs> yes, he was, was going to drink yeah, it. Right? He yeah, turned yeah. it up to yeah, drink it. Yeah, he turned it yes. up to drink it, and yes. he fell into Nathan's grave. And yes. he looked so happy when he fell. Yeah. He did. He well, was like, he found, uh, yeah, I but... feel like this is like a 45-minute ad for whatever whiskey that was. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Jim Beam. Yeah. And he didn't even notice that his sister was next to him. Or that, right? Or oh, the, the sister-in-law, yeah, the aunt, or whatever was next to him. He's just, oh, what's happening? Okay, so the he's in the grave. The stone is above his head, and it's starting to inch towards yes. falling right. on him. Mm-hmm. He does so nothing. So let's just look at no, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But let's what, just examine what this. What got to me was that he's the, the thing is inching closer to fall on him, but when they show him the dad is doing the you know, he's pulling his arm. So he's got superpowers yeah, now because that, he's dead. Where did that come from? Yeah, he's a zombie. <laughs> he got it from the whiskey. His, what is it? Telekinesis or something? He's like, ah, come to me. He's like, what, yeah. what happened and it here? worked. Yeah. I was so confused by that because I thought that he was behind pushing I the stone. I did too. Yeah. I Even thought, when yeah. I was a kid, I thought that. I did that. too. And then so when he comes back around and he's like Rick James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like, is, yeah. You know, it's got that orange aura. He <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it works, and it falls on him. But yeah, that was weird too because he's it reaching works, out is and the he, bottom line. he grabbed uh, Ampedelia's wrist, and he took way too long to realize it was a human <laughs> wrist. I feel like I know yeah, what a wrist no, feels I, like. Right, who's laying next to it's, me in this yeah. hole? What the hell? And happened? so he, so he's dead. Right. With right. the really satisfying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. very nice thud. Very good. So Sylvia then goes to look for Ed Harris because they were listening to music again. Richard again. and Cass. Right. It was the same song. The same thing. Don't let go. Don't let go. <laughs> was that made for the movie? I don't know. Are we gonna get sued for music in that? <laughs> I think you can just sing that amount, and then and then that's it. She goes to check on Ed Harris, and as she's doing that, she encounters. I guess is she the maid? Is she the Housekeeper, I think it's yeah. right, the maid, right? Something yeah. like that. Because she's uh, she was there before, she was, right? And she was making dinner. Yeah, she and she yeah. was helping make the cake cake right. seven well, years right. ago, right? But um, she's dead. Yeah, yes. why would he kill the maid though? I, I don't, don't know. He was like, like you should have brought out my fucking cake. I and, think anyone involved in the cake situation it, was about to if get shot. If she wasn't involved in <laughs> any of the murder or anything, then why? No, that's a good why point. Offer? And I think that it bothers me a lot because her life didn't get any better after Nathan died. No. She's yeah, still no, working she's still in that yeah, yeah. She's And still she there. dies there? Yeah, that's not that's, right. That's, that's classist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sylvia finds the maid dead. Her face is up against the glass and like a door. Right. And then she turns around and Nathan's waiting. Oh, yeah. And he's ready. And he comes with the quickness and the strength. And he snaps her neck. Ooh, which looks yeah. great. Which, yes. Looks it looked great. incredible. And the way his hands covered her face as mm-hmm. he did it, I couldn't tell 
if they did it by like her dressing back yeah i don't turning? i don't know because that head did not look fake no, no yeah, it didn't no. it looked great yeah or did they actually kill the actress who, no <laughs> that's how they did um, things back then yeah they were real i'm sorry practical for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah suffer the movie. for you know, your art you, you signed yeah. the contract i didn't tell you to sign the contract so eventually there's a lot of people being like where's poochie and yeah. then going to find <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the, the person yeah because now it's richard and Cass's turn to go find sylvia and they go into the kitchen and Nathan's corp ra- corpse rounds the corner and he's got <laughs> Sylvia's severed head on a platter all frosted and nice. And he even lit candles. Yeah, there was a candle. <laughs> and even- I got my cake. Yes, he did. And he was very proud and very happy. Um, Richard's scream. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Not great. But it's kind of like a... Camp. Yes, yeah. but it's it, it's great in context. It is. If you were watching like a like a drama, <laughs> no, leave yeah, something to no. be desired. Yeah, but it fit. And then the background and the if I recall, it was comic, like a dolly yes, zoom. Yeah, and you and see like the, the color. Yes, pattern yeah. of, yes. It looked fantastic. So freeze frame, comic frame, and that's the end of the first tale. What did you guys think of Father's Day as a whole? You go ahead, because I, I mean, <laughs> I I do like that one, but. I mean, it was it was okay, you know. It it was it was goofy, and it had a you know a lot of funny parts to it, and it was just. But like like you guys are saying, the the effects of it were great. great. Everything looked really really good on there. I feel like it's a tale of revenge, kind of over and over again. Bedelia getting revenge yeah, on her dad, the and then the dad. That's <laughs> not fair. Yeah, that's not the, fair. That's a great question. <laughs> and then the, the dad coming back. And getting revenge on the family who killed him and is celebrating right, his right. death and spending his money. No, wait, no, um, and that's they were all shitty. Though. They yeah, all they deserved were, it. They oh, were. absolutely. Um, I guess except the husband, he didn't really do anything, but he was dumb. So yeah, he had a, if you're going to pick was, up, yeah. if you're going to pick yeah. up, if you keep your cigarettes and your lighter in two different pockets, <laughs> no, you deserve no. to have a gravestone pushed on you. Is um, that the rule? And, yeah, and if, you dance, the if you dance like he danced, that's, oh, yeah. you got it coming. Well, um, you felt the music. You just had to dance. You just got to let it go <laughs> through yeah, you. <laughs> uh, he still didn't deserve that cake and he got that cake, but true. But. And that's the bad part is that he was the worst. Oh, he, yeah. But he wins. Yeah, but he, he won. still got the cake. Yeah. Can he eat the cake? I don't know. Is and he a cannibal now? He's a ghoul. I mean, oh, yeah. I guess he's not human he's anymore. He's got superpowers. Yeah. So, I mean, shit, he can do what he wants, really. You know, nobody <laughs> ever talks about what happens next. What? Yeah, what happens after? What happens after that? Does he eat does the he... cake and go lay back down? <laughs> he's like, so that's all I they wanted. Don't that's die. all he wanted? They just got to watch him eat the cake. We don't know that. Yeah. Because they were alive at the end. Yeah. And honestly, they were just, just screaming just in run. the kitchen. Just yeah, run. Get I don't He's out of the there. Cake. I'm not going to watch you eat this. Right. Go ahead and, <laughs> go ahead and eat my aunt. I'm going to dip yeah, out. Yeah, I'm just going to, yeah. yeah. yeah you enjoy. Fine. There's more Jim Beam in the yeah, cabinet. Right. <laughs> I Help see you, you love it. Yeah, let me get out of here. <laughs> All right. So I'm kind of in agreement with both of you. The effects are great. Mm-hmm. It's a great little revenge story. The weird thing about Father's Day is that it's not the most narrative driven of the tales. Right. Right. But I feel like I have the most nostalgia towards it. Because when That's I think of Creepshow, I think That's of Father's Day. That's the first thing Day. you think of. Uh, what's the the next one? The next. Uh, oh, the, the, the next tale is uh, The Lonesome Death of Jordy Vero. See, when I think of Creepshow, this is what I think of. Really? That's yes. fair. Yeah, because as a kid, I this is the one that stood out. And even though there wasn't a lot to it, 
it stood out the most to me. Mm-hmm. Not only because it was Stephen King, and even even as a kid, I knew who he was. He's saying, yes, yeah, yes. even as a too. kid, yeah. I knew who he was. Uh, because he was in it, it was also just, I don't know, it was him transforming or, you know, I know we're going to get more into it, but, uh-huh. uh, you know what I mean? It, that to me was creep show. I right. always remembered that one out of all of them. It was this, this one, this tale that, that is stood interesting. out to me. Yeah. As JP said, it stars Stephen King, which is very interesting. I want to see how you guys felt about uh, that. I am just going to put it out there that it's the best acting he's ever done. <laughs> oh, 100%. ever, ever, ever. 100%. Um, he is my uh, lord and savior. He's, he's not known for his acting. Yeah, no, he's, he's not, not the best, but... I will say um, he was pretty good in Sons of Anarchy. That's fair. But I think that this is his crowning achievement. It's uh, his magnum agreed. opus uh, as far as acting yeah. is concerned. <laughs> also, um, Creep Show 2. Uh, buddy, what, what the, the fuck, fuck happened? happened? <laughs> Great line. Okay, so um, Stephen King plays Jordy Verrill. Yes. And this one starts immediately. Yes. Right. He's just yeah. standing there's outside. No, right there's no away. wasted yeah. time in this no, whole story. Not yeah. at all. So he's standing outside and he sees a meteor in the sky just crash land to earth. I will say the meteor did not look good, but I loved the smoke effect when it hit the ground. I yeah, also but the blast loved, was really small. It was. Yeah, I, was I also <laughs> love the blue meteor shit, as it oh, were, that comes right. out of it. I, think yeah. that, I still, yeah. as an adult, think that looks cool. Which I do want to talk about that in just a second because okay. I had some uh, things they, to say about that. Okay. Um, so when the meteor crash lands, he immediately starts daydreaming about making some money off of this meteor. Modest dreams. Modest. He just wanted to pay off a $200 bank loan. And in his uh, daydream, he goes to the Department of Meteors, which is <laughs> just, at every university. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we all have that. Um, all of his little fantasy sequences are so funny. No, they're great. They're the so dramatic. Yes. And, yeah. They only have he, one department. Yes. <laughs> he plays his father, too. It's his dad. Writer, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, which may be some weird kinda psychological sad. thing going sad. on there. Any authority figure is played his by his father. father. Little, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. There's some stuff there. So after he touches the meteor, it burns him, obviously. And he gets it, sesame right. seeds on right. his fingers. Gets, yeah, his fingers are covered. <laughs> His fingers are a Big Mac now. <laughs> They're a sesame seed bun. So he goes and he gets some water and he pours it on the meteor because I don't know. Is, he was going to cool it off to take it inside, I guess. Yeah. Right. I mean, not, I don't I, quite I, understand I don't, yeah. the logic. He, he's not a smart man. No. We've obviously. established this. He is not. Um, when he pours the cold water on, the meteor splits and he feels like he lost his Yeah, chance. I, I still don't understand that. It's I don't still a meteor. It's just broken yeah. in half. It was from space. He was yeah. he was very upset. He was. He called himself I a lunkhead. He yeah. did. Which is the worst thing you yeah, can call yeah. <laughs> I think it should be a widely used insult. It yeah, should be brought right. back. We're going to bring lunkhead back. Um, the thing that got me and what I said I was going to talk about later is he pours out the meteor juice, which I'm assuming would be very... Valuable? Valuable. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Why wouldn't you leave it in there? Fuck this stuff, out. man. I have no idea. Uh, and he did. He called it meteor shit. He did. But I honestly feel like the money is in that meteor juice. And it looked well, great. It, it was I love blue. how it looks. I still it, it love It was how a glow stick cutting. Cut it and, probably <laughs> doesn't matter. But, I mean, yeah. it, it did look good, looks though. so cool. It did look cool. For, you know, watching it then, it was like, oh, man, that's... You know what I mean? What is yeah. that? What'd they use for that? But it does, it does look cool. It does... <laughs> <laughs> but why just pour it out there on the ground? I don't know. You, know pour, I mean? you have no idea what it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, you literally have a bucket. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're why holding you a bucket. That? Yeah, just. <laughs> you're just so disappointed. Yeah, it's like, why would you do that? It's just making one bad decision after yeah, another. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I feel like that's this whole that, story. No, Very yeah, fair. pretty much. So he pours the meteor juice out, unfortunately. He, he takes the hollowed out meteor, puts it in a bucket, and he takes it. He leaves it outside, right. correct? And he <laughs> yes. goes inside. To drink and watch TV. Yes, and I do want to point something out. He was watching... Uh, the WWF yes. at the time. <laughs> yes. And Vince McMahon was the commentator, which you means- You know what? I, I wanted to make a note of that because mm-hmm. I was like, that sounds like young Vince. Yes. But I was like, man, this movie's from what, 82? 82. Yes. I was like, was he a commentator already by then? Yeah. Because I know he he did everything. Mm-hmm. So, and I know he started as a janitor and he moved his way up. And right. then I know he was a commentator for a long time. But I was like, was that Vince? Oh, yeah. damn. It's odd to think that Vince McMahon has a voice cameo That's in Creepshow. That's right. very no, weird. Yeah. And I didn't catch that until this time around. Yeah, I didn't know that. <clears throat> but that's one of those moments when he sits down to watch that. And he's drinking. He's holding the bottle straight up. Oh, yeah. And his eyes are bugged out. And he's watching the... T- he looks like a cartoon. Like, <laughs> the whole little... This whole little story. He is so funny. The faces oh, yeah. he makes. Like, he just does such a surprisingly good job. Because as we said, he's not... Right, right. He's not an actor. I feel like... George Romero's direction must have just been have fun with it, dude. Yeah. And you can like, tell. And you can tell he's loving it. Yeah. I mean, but it, like I said, it, he did a good job. If that's what I remember as a kid from Creepshow, if somebody the, said, the then it made an impression. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it obviously did a good job. So, um, he goes back inside. He's drinking. He's watching wrestling. And just outside the house, weeds are beginning to grow everywhere. Right. And they're starting to kind of accumulate yeah so at this point he realizes that the sesame seed fingers are starting to turn green right he also right. realizes what's that that he's been sucking on them yes yeah he did very he did. bad he he's pulled like, his fingers been... away from his mouth <sighs> yeah. yeah he's very yeah, upset he's very upset That's right. and he should be oh yeah <laughs> So he goes to call the doctor, but then he daydreams about the doctor <laughs> amputating his fingers yes, right. because of this, which of course they would. Well, yeah, I mean, your fingers got some alien stuff on them. <laughs> yeah. We got to get those yeah. off. So um, he decides against it. He's like, you know, I'm not going to not going to do that. After a while, uh, the weeds start covering his entire house and the outside mm-hmm. um, spread to everything he touches, like we said. So then he saw it on his tongue. Yep. He's seeing it everywhere. He... Makes himself a drink. Takes the opportunity to make a drink. No, and sit he's back got down. the right idea though. <laughs> I mean, what are you, you're turning in a swamp thing? What are you gonna do? I, I mean, feel you know like I mean? this is the yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the equivalent of that. This is fine meme where oh, they're it's yeah. just well, what fire are you everywhere. Do? You're a plant now. You might as well just make a screwdriver. Yeah, and, yeah, you know. you're a plant now. <laughs> uh, this I mean, is your life. Yeah. Life. You, yeah. Um, I will say that as a kid. I didn't know what a screwdriver was, obviously. Right. I didn't know what was in that thing, but it looked delicious. delicious. Right. Same. No. And I don't know why. I think, I think the desperation with which he drinks and how satisfied he looks after Maybe is what sells it. Because he looks very like... And oh. it was like 90% vodka. No. Oh, it was. And oh. he, he put it the bottle. Right it's like, so he made it <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> he did, did correct. the right thing. So he decides after this to go take a bath. Before he takes a bath, he's running a bath, and uh, the bath looks fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, but he sees his father in the mirror, right. a vision of his father, which is different from 
the past because before he was kind of having these like daydreams. Yeah. But this time he's actually having a, a vision, vision. of yeah. his father. I thought that was kind of weird. Um, and his father's telling him, do not take a bath because it's going to make things worse. Right. Yeah. And at first he seems like he's going to listen. He yeah, seems up for it. And then the bath looks too, awesome. Too tempting. So he dives in. Yeah. yeah. But why does he have a spice rack in the corner in the bathroom? Just, like, that's one thing I, I noticed. I never saw <laughs> I that. I looked that. at it, and I was, when we, we were watching it again, and I looked, and I was like, is that a damn spice rack in the corner? I was like, what the fuck does he have over there? I did not notice yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, right, because they, there is, there's, because I know some movies or whatnot, they'll have little, uh, I guess Easter eggs or whatever, right. or like little nods, uh, you know, to what other directors are do or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was trying to look around and kind of peep the scene and see what's going on, and I was like, "Is that a spice rack in a corner?" That is hilarious. I was like, I was like "Why does he have that in the bathroom?" I was like, uh, what are you? <laughs> speaking of Easter eggs, which I did want to point out, that marble ashtray that Aunt Bedelia killed her father with shows up. In the Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill, it's on the doctor's desk. How cool! Oh, I I looked it up after I saw that, and it appears in all five How stories. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah. I wish I would have known that because I would have yeah. looked yeah. for that. See, that's cool when that's they do badass. stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, we'll look it up and figure out where they all Definitely. are, so we can right. let the listeners know so they can keep an eye out. So the next time we see Jordy Verrill after he takes this bath, he is more weed than man. Right. Right. And so he does what I guess most people would do in this situation. He grabs a shotgun and he blows his greens out. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. And yes. Um, then you hear on the news that the forecast is rain. rain. Right. So does that do you see that being like this is the end of the world? Yeah, I at mean, least that area. If the water I mean, did that to I mean, him, I mean, shit, how what many is more do meteors came down? Oh no, shit! I didn't, I didn't even, even think, think about, about yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't think about that. All but right. I mean, if it turned him into that, just a ma- and then his outside turned that you know that yeah. way that quickly without the water. Imagine what happens when the water yeah, comes and spreads it. Yeah, that's gonna be bad. Yeah, that would suck. It's a pretty sad story, I think. No. And every bad thing that happened to him kind of stemmed from his own foolishness. Mm-hmm. The getting in the bath, the, yeah. the touching the hot ass meteor. It is still steaming. <laughs> yeah, why would you space? touch it in the first place? Why would you want to put your water on, on it to cool it? Like, yeah. Yeah, he made no, no good but... decisions, except for maybe killing himself. Because how do you? <laughs> well, what else are you supposed <laughs> how to do? You go on? Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're had a lettuce. What are you gonna do? Head of lettuce. So, what do you guys think of that one as a whole? I love uh, it. I, yeah, yeah, like I, said, I, yeah, I really like that yeah. one. Like I said, to me, that's the one that stands out. And I do want to point out that Castle Rock was only five miles from where he <gasps> yes! was. Yes, yeah, that's a really cool little. Yes, yes, I do want to yes. point that out. Um, but I do enjoy that one, and it's a little goofy, and it's whatever. Admittedly, and, yeah. admittedly, but For sure. again, like I said. As an adult now, as a 35-year-old man, watching that as a five-year-old, seven-year-old, mm-hmm. I still remember that. So yeah. it means that it did mean something. It made or an it, impact. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it meant something to stay or it was that good to where it stayed in my mind that long. And even even watching it now, like you said, you know, you could watch it over and over. What, Absolutely. You know, it's, it's still good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still good. But no, I think that I think that one's a great one, and anchored by a really good performance from Stephen King. A shockingly yeah, good no, performance by Stephen King. Um, I did read that this was not his film debut, 
His film debut was a few years prior in another George Romero film. I oh. love it. So I don't know I if right, that's right. great. That could have maybe started the relationship that's like, you know, the seeds of what became so Creep cool. Show. Right. But I thought that was a pretty interesting thing. Uh, so that brings us to the next tale, which is Something to Tide You Over. This one stars Ted Danson yes. as yeah. Harry <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen yep. as Richard. Love Leslie Nielsen. I know you do. And he is so good in this. He is yes. great in yeah. this. It's so weird to see him playing this kind of a mm-hmm. role. Right. Um, no, yeah. I was kind of He does it you know, really well though. No, yeah, he does. Um, but he's just he still has white hair. It's still yeah. just yeah. he's always got that iconic white hair. Nineteen eighty two. Yeah. Yeah. He's that's just him, man. Yeah. He was born with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um so okay, so Ted Danson is Harry. Um, he gets a visit from Richard, which is Leslie Nielsen, as we said. Harry's been sleeping with Richard's wife, Becky, and the chickens have finally come home to roost, <laughs> to put it mildly. Richard plays a tape, like a cassette tape, of Becky crying and asking for Harry. But before he even lets him inside, uh-huh. he threatens, before he even realizes who he is, he threatens that he can bench press 300. Yeah, and, and then when, yeah, and then when he gets inside, he's like really cool about it. He's just like, all right, you caught us. But boy. I'm gonna call bullshit, no, Ted uh, I don't think you could bench 300. I think he added a few hundred. I think he yeah, added a few hundred. Yeah. <laughs> that. And that's the other thing is that Ted Danson's kind of playing against type. True. Very serious. True. Yeah, was, no, I don't know yeah. if he was on Cheers yet. Um, but and and two when he's telling Cheers him started that, the same year. Really oh, interesting. I did notice too when he's uh, talking to him and telling him about that. Uh, when I I don't I can't remember if they like pan out from it or when it's like just kind of on the side. There's two empty glasses uh, of wine that he has oh. on his coffee table while he's explaining to him about what's going on. So I wonder Didn't if she had either. just laughed had been there or and he she, uh, grabbed and he her up. Her. Yeah. He is in a robe. Crazy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he was in a robe. robe. That's right. He's no, he's he's on a high right now. Uh, he's <laughs> floating. He's I bitch pressed you. Testosterone is flowing. Yeah, you know what I just like did that. in there? Right. No, you didn't, right? You just busted a nut, you're fixing. Go to sleep. Get out of here. What's wrong with you? Oh god. So So he he says he's gonna he's gonna see Becky right. is what Richard promises Harry right right so instead he takes him to a beach and at this beach you see a shovel sticking out of the sand mm-hmm. and was the hole there already I think it was there already I think it was, because he's like right. getting the hole yeah so but uh, thing that I wanted to point out was we go from Ted Danson in a robe. To Ted Danson and corduroy on corduroy with the button-down shirt. So he let So him. in my mind, I like to think about the scene where Leslie Nielsen is waiting in the living room while Ted Danson is putting his clothes on in the bedroom. Well, he's right. Like, and then and then they go. He's like, "You gotta look good to see my wife." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Get your best damn corduroy yeah. on. And I mean it. That's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> He's just sitting on the couch, just like, yeah, dude, hurry up. Right. We got places to be. What's funny is Leslie Nielsen knows what's unfolding. So he's like, no, <laughs> yeah, sure, take your time, Ted Anson. Go right um, ahead. So they get to the beach, they see the shovel and the hole. And at this point, Richard pulls a gun on Harry and tells him, which, by the way, um, 
Harry grabbed the shovel and he was going to whack Richard with it. But yeah. Richard's like, mm, dude, come on. Yeah. Come on, man. So he pulls a gun. And he tells hole. Harry to get in the hole mm-hmm. and to bury himself neck deep in the sand. For the right. record, I would rather be shot. Yeah, I'd but I mean, maybe he thought that he he, he really, wasn't going to die. Yeah, maybe he thought he wasn't going to die. And if he did what dude said, he was going to save his girlfriend and him. But I think... I mean, my biggest question about it is, at this point, why do I trust you about anything? Anything. No, yeah. I've yeah, been sleeping with your wife. <laughs> yeah, right. Obviously, And now you all of a sudden, me. we're in your Jeep yeah, together? Yeah. Oh, well, you've, you've obviously got my best interest. Yeah. No. So, um, so, he gets in the hole. He buries himself neck deep. Richard goes away for a while, comes back with a television and the longest cables right. I guess I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a spool of cables back there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the hell? It's it's funny because as a kid, I didn't think about the logistics of what Richard of how was it's doing. Happening. Right, yeah. right. I was just like, yeah, you can pop a TV anywhere, turn it on. <laughs> yeah. I think you Electricity's need power. Not yeah. Electricity. So he puts the TV in front of Harry, turns it on, and it is Becky on the television. She is also buried up to her neck in sand on a beach. Uh a little bit of ways from him, I mm-hmm. took it. I've That's never... what he said, that she lost the coin toss, so she right, had to be buried be further buried. up. I've oh, okay. never been buried in sand, but would it really be that hard to get out of there? From Apparently what I've heard, so. it's pretty tough. I've never been buried in sand either, but... I mean, I just... If he's benching 300 pounds, you would think that he would be... <laughs> Again, able... bullshit. Yeah, he, he should would call be, him yeah, bullshit. He'd burst be able out to... of there. <laughs> like, the TV on. Yeah. Yo, get out of here, right? I'll just bust out of here real yeah. quick. I do. I think it's this scene though when he starts screaming for help. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And there's, oh, but sorry, there's but something so scary about the bad guy screaming for help with you to show you that right. there is no well, help no, you. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I would love to know the first time that was done. I even put in my notes that it is probably you know? cliched at this point. Was it cliched in 1982? I don't I, know. I yeah, doubt it. Yeah. But I that is so right. creepy to so. me. Anything that I see it in, it is very creepy right. to me. I know that. In my timeline, that was the first place I saw it. Fair. Right. Fair no, enough. So, I can agree with that. Yeah. Every time I've seen that. it since, I'm like, oh, that's they oh, they're giving him the old Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his can we just mention his necklace looks like a rape whistle? <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Like I it took me a while to figure out what it was. Uh-huh. And I thought I was like, what is on his neck? I was like, why does it is just look like a PE teacher? I don't know what he's got. It's like a, I got all that a, money, man. It's like a, some wings with a, a little line or something. Yeah. But it looked like a rape whistle. I was like, "What is? That? I was what's like, what is? Ha- yeah, I was like, like what is the... happening? I was like, what is it? And I didn't notice it until later on. And uh, I guess what do you call it? The episode or in the little oh, the, chapter yeah. or whatever. And but I was like, man, because it's just dangling from his neck, and then he's wearing the sweater though. He's got that big like. I didn't even notice it because there are some. That? There are some damn interesting outfits. In oh the, no! The yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Becky's way worse off than right. Harry is right mm-hmm. now because the tide is actually tide starting to roll in, in, for in her. Yeah, and she's slowly drowning, and so. Richard goes ahead, sets up a camera because he's wanting to watch this comfortably yes, at home. Yes, and his velour tracksuit. Right. Uh, yeah, about that. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to live. He's very rich. Apparently, he right. owns this area. Yeah. So yeah. 
So why would you be worried then if your girlfriend's cheating on you? I can understand you being hurt, but if you have that much that money... he's made that very clear. It is mine. Okay, but That's, if you have all this money, then like, why couldn't you go get something else? He was like, she doesn't even love you. He's like, it doesn't matter. She's mine. What's mine is mine. Like, he says I mean, that I, several I, times. I guess, but I mean, if you're a millionaire, what does it matter? Fair. That's, That's a really, fair point. Yeah, what does it matter? I think... Uh, go buy you something else. Something. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should mention that really great shot of Ted Danson underwater yes. which is his hair totally still looks magnificent it's fantastic totally iconic in this movie no. to me that's one of the shots of yes. this movie it's an incredible incredible shot um the light With behind his head and blowing and the, the bubbles blowing, out of yes. his nose and his hair so i was trying to figure that out because if i'm not mistaken here's here's what i thought happened they had Ted Danson dunk his head into like a pool upside down or some kind yes right okay. but the the thing is is the bubbles flow would they flow that way because no, no they would still go to the right? surface yeah, no. so they would go past his know. chin but they yes. went above his head well, or they could have had oh, I they would know. still That'd go be to the surface say maybe they'd think. have like a kiddie pool and then just kind of kind of cut like a hole for his head hey maybe but, then, but how's the know, water in it, there well, because you could put a thing around his neck to stop the water. I don't know how the, the hell they did it. I don't know how but they did looked, anything. No, but, but yeah, but stuff, it did yeah. a good job, but though. I mean, you think so it for cool. too. No, yeah. yeah. Would, that's what I'm saying, though. With the CGI and all that nowadays, yeah, you could do it, but then you'd be like, oh, that's fake. You know what I mean? And it gets yeah. outdated it's like, so how did... quickly. Right. Practical effects, never. Like, that. that no, it, yeah. When it's practically done... But that's kind of like how you like all the stuff that happens on the thing, as you yeah. know, it looks oh really good. Oh. And it's like, we'll holy get shit, to the that, thing. No, no we well, will. of course. But Fantastic. I'm just saying, the practical effects, Love it looks it. really good. When they yes. do it right, still, it looks it still good. still looks good. No, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Richard returns home at a long day. <laughs> yeah. Um, long day of burying people up in their <laughs> yeah. heads. Um, which, by the way, I love the logistics of it, of him going out there and digging those holes that morning or whatever. He had he's a like, plan. All right, got to go get him. <laughs> he had a um, plan. So he's home, and he's ready to watch them drown on mm-hmm. television. He's a lot of TVs in his house. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, some are part of a security system, I guess. They're multi-purpose. Right. Sometimes you watch yeah. people drown. Sometimes you make sure no one's he sneaking said, in. He said, I love this stuff when he, he brought the TVs. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah. He's a big electronics oh, guy. He must be, because he was talking shit to Ted Danson about not taking care of his equipment. <laughs> In his apartment, he's like, you really got to fucking do something here, dude. So he's home. He's watching them drown. Harry stares down lens into the camera, and he swears that he's going to get revenge. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's when he knew he was going to be a zombie and come back. He was like, you know what, motherfucker? I'm going to come back as a zombie. This is not over. This ain't over. It seems all... If they poured a little whiskey into the... (laughs) (laughs) Into the ocean. Yeah. So... I guess they drown. That's the end of them. Right. Um, that's when you get that awesome shot of Ted Danson. Yes. Um, oh, so good. Leslie Nielsen goes to collect his equipment mm-hmm. at the beaches. He gets the cameras, gets the tripods and everything. But the bodies are gone. And he's like, oh, they got swept away. Yeah, it's that's fine. what I've been telling myself. But it's why fine. would you go it's back totally to the fine. TV? It's ruined. He I loves mean, it. Fair point. Yeah. That's a fair point. Uh, it's his. Just throw it away. Just say it's gone. <laughs> throw it, yeah, it's a wash. And then his, no uh, pun intended. Yeah, no. <laughs> but when he's like, uh, oh, he he, uh, the tide washed him away. Yeah. How did he wash him away? You buried him. Or he yeah, buried no, himself. Okay, so yeah. the tide didn't take the little child's sand 
bucket. Right, but, but or the TV. But it took Ted Danson. 300 yeah. pound bench pressing. Yeah. pressing perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Buff ass <laughs> Ted Danson. Yeah. Um, so he like shrugs it off. Eh, no big deal. Yeah. No took worries. Him away. Took him away. Um, so he goes back home and he takes a shower. While he's in the shower, mm-hmm. fog starts creeping in. Mm-hmm. And the fish know what's going yeah, on. See, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fish know what's happening. The fish you know, are aware. You know, that's funny that you say that because <laughs> I actually wrote that myself. <laughs> I said the fish know what's up. Yeah. Because when they come, they're like, oh, shit. And yeah, you see them run away. No. They're like, no, no, yeah. no, no. We know what this right. is. You fucked up. Not us. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want no static. Yeah, you no, not at yeah. all. We don't want to do that. We didn't do that. You did that. That was all you, man. Once again, though, great makeup. Yes. 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 Great. It's- Oh, yeah. Um, in with the fog, I should have mentioned, is the waterlogged yes. walking yes. corpses of Harry and Becky. Yes. And they're ready for that revenge that he promised. Yep. Oh, no, yeah. They, if I'm not mistaken, they corner him mm-hmm. outside of his bathroom. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, he, then he, he starts blasting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he just started blasting. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Which is so fucking cool. The water oh, that comes out of absolutely. their gun. Oh, yeah, no. So cool looking. It's very, very well done. And it's, the, the guns have no effect. Right. Because yeah. they're already dead. He and they the guy in the head and it still does nothing. No. Nothing. Yeah. I love that they tell him, like, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> we're dead, man. He already did it. Just all mermaids now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which like, what the? I do have to say, that is one thing that um, bothered me. Not bothered me because it sounds so cool. Their voices? But all of the ghoul voices had the same effects on yes, them. Yes, yes, they Jordy did. Jordy Verrill yeah, sounded the did. same when he was a plant. Yes, That's he did. The waterlogged monster sounded exactly the yeah, same. And did. I think even um, Nathan, the dead, the ghoul at the, be- the uh, Father's Day. That's yeah. true. So I thought that was a little, but hey, I mean, you found something well, you work with. Yeah, it works. This Go is what it. ghouls sound like yeah. in this universe. <laughs> Here he is. Um, so this is the part that gets me. And it kind of lends credence to i guess nathan having some weird superpowers in father's day which is he shuts and locks uh-huh. the bathroom door and then he's like Whew. all right <laughs> you collect yourself richard turns around they're there mm-hmm. in the bathroom with him yep so there's Behind some him. weird shit mm-hmm. obviously enough of the fact that they came back from the dead yeah i understand that but also weird that they're able to teleport True. Which is kind of weird. When they're also leaving footprints and they're like, yeah. they're physically so they're there. there. Yeah. It's not that. So they corner him in the bathroom now and he loses it. You get some cool uh, visuals of the comic styling. Uh-huh. The um, red light and he's crying and laughing hysterically. Yeah, because yeah. he's done. He's, he's lost done. it. So um, he eventually don't know how he gets there because we're just there now right he's suffering the same fate mm-hmm. as harry and becky he's buried up to his neck now quite cocky quite cocky right. until right. the water hits his mouth <laughs> well, he can hold his breath for a long a time spag. though yeah. Yeah, that's all it took he was like i can oh, hold my breath shit. for a long time and then, oh, yeah. is that what that feels well, like, like oh, get I me fucked out of here. Up, right <laughs> so that's that's basically the end of that one how do you guys feel about something to tide you over we got another revenge story yeah. Right. Yeah. Six. And again, a double revenge. Assholes getting revenge on assholes. Yeah. No, it was good. He's getting revenge on good. him for the affair. Mm-hmm. Then they get revenge on him for the murder. It's just how it works. It comes full circle. So what happens to uh, Harry and Becky? Yeah. Do they Where just do they go, go back into the are sea? They, or they are they eating part of... cake with, <laughs> well, with well, Nathan? Well, uh, Nathan. Yeah. And the fish. 
are terrifying. <laughs> what is happening here? Yeah. There goes the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So that brings us to the crate, which is the next tale. Um, this one begins at a what appears to be a faculty function at a university. Hal Holbrook plays Henry Northrup, and the horror icon, Adrian Barbeau, yes. plays his wife, Wilma. I will say something interesting. The episode of Sons of Anarchy that Stephen King guest starred in, Hal Holbrook, I believe, was also You're in it. totally right. Because they were at his house. Yeah. Which is interesting. He's, he's Gemma's mm. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, really? So uh-huh. that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, so Adrian Barbo's character is named Wilma, but for some reason likes everyone to call her Billy. <laughs> I was I don't I guess I Will William yeah. Wilma Bill yeah, I don't know it's yeah. a little loose yeah. I don't trust it. My first note is Billy is such a bitch. <laughs> no, yeah. she's the absolute worst. No, yeah. <laughs> the note I have is I think that Wilma, the entire character, had her act stolen by Roseanne Barr <laughs> <laughs> because no, she acted. Yeah. She was unnecessarily drunk or whatever. No, was it was going bad. Every, yeah, it was she was crude. She was coarse. So Did you funny, notice though. she said the c word at one point and they ADR'd it? I did and not. And she said like crotchety. But her mouth straight up said the c word. I did not. I guess that oh, yeah, was. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, some things are a little too coarse for yeah, creep show. For, I guess. Yeah. I did notice like that. I was like, nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not too doing much. That. Really. Not doing that. Yeah. I did notice that they have everyone in the function in these beigey outfits. Yes. And yes. she is in yeah. this she's, red maroon. Yeah, she's fucking with her loud ass mouth and her. <laughs> yeah. Embarrassing. That lady was. She did not yeah. fit in. No. Not at all. And how Hall the least. Um. He's not into it. No. Um, he actually has uh, a lot of daydreams. Hilarious. Yeah. Yes. What he, was the party even for again? I don't even I don't remember know if it what was it was for. I don't think they said. They never, <laughs> no, said, yeah, they never <laughs> said anything, right? Just want to get together. Yeah, <laughs> just, eh, fuck it. Um, but he, he daydreams about shooting her yes, in the he head. had a lot of daydreams. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he got a standing ovation. Yes, he <laughs> did, right? He's like, yeah. a good shot. Which, which, like, <laughs> but which may have happened in real life if <laughs> he did that. No, honestly, because they, <laughs> be they after Billy kind of shows who she is as a character, they cut to inside and this old lady is like, why did he invite her? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Everyone it's is wife. very yeah. turned off by they Billy. They can't no, stand yeah. it. Henry, which is Hal Holbrook's character, he has a colleague called Dexter, who I guess is kind of a sleazeball because uh, he was hitting on a student. and flirting with a student yes. during this faculty function. Yes. But Dexter gets a call from a right. janitor uh, at the university about a crate mm-hmm. that he's found underneath the stairs in Amberson Hall. And so um, Dexter goes there and they decide to check out this crate. Yes. They get in there. They pull the crate out from under the stairs. They take it to a nearby lab, and they decide to open it up. Never open a crate from 1834. <laughs> yeah, that's a good rule. One a good rule of thumb there. And this crate was kept closed. Closed. It was chained up with padlocks and hammered, and then hammered in the nails. nails and so yes. obviously, don't fucking open don't the crate. do this. Yes. Bad idea. Bad idea. So. They get it almost open. I believe there's one nail left when they start to hear noises. And for some reason, the the noises are adorable. Right. Yeah. It's like a chipmunk or some yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't I understand. Like, are there like, kittens in yeah, there? Yeah. He was tricking them. He's like, I better open. I love cats. So um, <laughs> hilariously, they open it up just enough to see a little bit. And the janitor 
sees the creature's eyes and he's like, ooh, emerald. Yeah, like, yeah emerald. I don't think that's they what you like see. Yeah. Yeah. They look like yeah, yeah. They were fucking eyes. They, yeah. were a, they were a creature. And, and the box was what? From 1834, he yeah. said? Yes. January 19th, 1834. June. Right. Don't, June, there you yeah. go. Wouldn't that box be a little more dirty yeah, than that? Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, it was just kind of dusty. Yeah, it's kind of dusty. Right, and how did it get there? Like, I mean, I, I get there's certain things you don't ask or you whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. But you would think if it's been there, wouldn't it be a little dirty? I would, you know, it would, I would be assume a more so. dirty would than think. that. I would assume so. This creature keeps a clean house, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> He just and just enough yeah, just, chain so he can wipe, it, clean wipe it, it down a little bit. Uh, he um, mistakes the ice for emeralds, and he <laughs> reaches inside and he gets snatched. Oh yeah, right. immediately with the, with the quick yeah, with the right quickness, away. the cuteness is gone. Yes, and the colors come in again yep. with the lighting, and yep. it is amazing. Anytime anybody is in any kind of peril, the lighting Dramatic. is like uh-huh. very incredible. So he's obviously in some kind of peril because this creature wants him and he wants him now. Right. And so he gets pulled inside. The crate kind of falls a bit and you get this great shot of the janitor halfway Mm -hmm. in the crate and his arm, the blood that's coming off of his arm is such a cool effect. Yeah. It just, it flows. No, it looks really, really cool. It looks incredible. So uh, the janitor's done and Dexter, he gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. Uh, he runs upstairs. He runs in the hallway. He bumps into a student who I, he's like the oldest looking. Yeah. <laughs> I put yeah. um, that the student is comically stupid and also 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. He was pretty old. No. Yeah. I, I, I mean, which older people do go back to school, but true. I mean, come on. That but guy he's was like youthfully. Yeah. I kind of fellow classmates. Or I, just, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. I, I had it written down. He looks like Andy Dick's father. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so it's very, very strange. But he tells the student what's going on, and the student he he seems to kind of be listening, and then he just doesn't believe him. And he's like, "You're probably fucked up." Yeah. From, yeah. Like, yeah. You're. You know. So let's uh, let's go investigate. So he oh, goes. Another case of someone getting exactly what they bargained. Oh, for. exactly. And so he goes downstairs, and they go into the lab where the crate was, and the crate's gone. And so now you've got all this blood. It looks like Dexter just murked a guy. Yeah. And yeah. the student is like, right. uh, what? And then they finally see the crate is underneath the stairs again. And so the creature's laying a trap. Right, right, right. All right, he's laying a real trap. Um, they find the janitor's shoe. And for some reason, dude's like, we need this shoe. Because we got to test to see these bites or something. Yeah, I heard, yeah, I remember what? him saying that. Something yeah. about we got to measure the teeth marks. What do you mean? Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, who gives a shit? He is yeah. dead. Is this what department is this? Um, and how many department teeth does of that meteors? Fucking thing have? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's the same department that, that covers yeah. the meteors. Yeah, they're multifaceted. So he kicks the shoe, or he gets he uses right. something to scoop the shoe back, and it hits Dexter, and he's like, "My God," because yeah. he's really you know he's dead. So he leans in. Doesn't he lean close to the crate? And it turns out the creature's not in it at all. He's just been hanging out. And he takes a bite out of crime. He eats his ass. He doesn't eat his ass. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. It's not that kind of movie. So he, um, arguably, in my opinion, one of the best special effects makeup shots in the film is when the creature takes a bite out of his ear. Oh, yeah. Right. I will say... 
the creature design doesn't look great. It's not great. It's fair. It's not right, great. Right. It's fair. And it's it's one of the drawbacks for me with the crate is that the creature is not as frightening. You do you remember that episode of the Twilight Zone where the guy uh it's William Shatner. He sees the monster that's yeah, on the side yeah, of the yeah. plane, and the monster that's on the side of the plane is just clearly a man wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where we're at here. The 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 but crate the creature. Are so good. Oh, they're fantastic. But the zombie, I guess, in the first one is scarier looking. Oh, 100 percent. Harry and oh, Becky yeah, and yeah. something to tide you over are Way scarier yeah, looking. They do look better than yeah, that. Yeah, but um, I mean, because it's like some kind of weird monkey thing or yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like but he's got plus, really sharp teeth, right? Plus, but if the you're, damage is scary. Right, if you're oh, making yeah. that that little chipmunk noise, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can't be frightening enough. Yeah, I'm not scared. Yeah, of that. that's you how you're rocking. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Um, first impressions. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, one thing I will say is that whenever the student sees him in um, underneath the staircase, when the creature opens his mouth and it looks like th- he's salivating from mm-hmm. his teeth, yes. right. that's a great yes. shot. Oh, yeah. That that's a very, good. very good shot. But uh, the student is not long for this world. No. And he also gets eaten. Uh, Dexter sees this happen and he gets the hell out of there again. This is kind of his MO. <laughs> he goes straight to Henry's house. Yep. I believe. Right. Yeah. Well, they, um, had, they had plans. To play chess. Right. They had plans to play chess beforehand, which um, Billy, Henry's wife, gave him a lot of hell about. Yeah. Uh, about chess. Yeah. She right. was very upset. Yeah. But then she went to her classes. What classes? Yeah, but she comes yeah, back what drunk. Yeah. yeah so. Is, the, is that the name of the bar? It's in the this bar, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she did say to have him gone before she got back. She did. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Dexter tells Henry everything. And Henry is unbelievably calm. Yeah. And to his credit, I guess he must have known Dexter for a very long time because he believed him. True. And so he believed him so much, in fact, that he's staking his entire life on it. (laughs) And he's got himself a plan. He's got himself a scheme. He does the next logical thing and roofies his friend Dexter. Yes. Which, as you do. As one does. Yeah. With Dexter out of the picture for the time being. (laughs) He's out. Henry heads to the university and he decides, all right, let's get this plan in action. He mops up all the blood. This he was such a quick, this was such quick thinking on it his part. It really was, which kind of makes you wonder how long, like, he's like, man, all I, I got, need is a window. I, yeah, I got yeah, all the plan together. Yeah. I just need a creature. All I need is, just need a creature from a crate. <laughs> so his plan is to lure his wife to the university and uh, let the creature do what he does. Right. Right. So... He lures her there with the world's longest note. The longest note on the fucking planet. But can I just say her reading the note and like (gasps) about the tea in the note is one of the most relatable moments in the movie. Does she pour milk and then liquor? She's drinking milk and liquor. Yeah. What? And then she proceeds to take the milk and liquor in the car. Yeah. She takes it with her. I think you're legally allowed to do that. Yeah. She's still carrying it. She's still carrying it at the university. Yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed it. that in the shot when she's looking under yeah. the staircase. She's got it in her yeah, hand. She's still holding but, it. So he lures her there with a story. I guess the story that he's telling is that Dexter was like making it sweet with some student yeah. and then he like beat he her up. He assaulted her, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so yeah. Billy believes this. And she's this, like, oh, And she's shit. like, oh, I'm there. And yeah. He's like, I need your help because she always told Henry, what would you do without she me? She always says that. And so he used that against her in the note and he's like, what would You're I do so without you? You're so good in these situations. So, so she gets there he fall she follows him and he says that the student has cowered under 
Yeah. It's so fucked up. And it's so fucked up because he's laughing the whole time. Yeah, he is. He's like, what's wrong with you? What's so funny? He's laughing and wearing a very severe V-neck. It's pretty harsh. It's quite severe. It's pretty harsh. So um, he gets her under the staircase, and then he just throws caution to the wind. Instead of letting her look, he just kicks. Doesn't he kick her in or push her in? Yes, yeah, he does. Which is like, dude, you, your plan is working. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to rush this. Then he like slams her up against yeah. the crate a lot. Yeah, he's like, wake up or whatever. Yeah. He's yelling yeah. at the box. He's like, and, and says, just tell it to call you Billy while he's banging her against yes. the, yeah. yes. the uh, crate. Uh, I guess that's always pissed him off. Um, because so he says it again later. He does <laughs> because he's slamming her, and then she's she's obviously not happy with us. Yeah, <laughs> and when not into the it. creature doesn't appear, she's like, "What the fuck?" And then yeah. starts hitting him with her purse, which good reaction. Fair. And so I I don't know what key words the creature needed to hear. It's like this lady is a bitch. Eventually, yeah, it eventually works, and he. Uh, I get it, Henry. I get it. Yeah, he pops out. He I takes, got you. He takes a bite out of crime. So that's the end of Billy, basically. And yeah, and then he says the line, "Why don't you have him call you Billy?" I think that he really just had that in the chamber. No oh, matter what ready. bad thing happened to Billy, that he was. Yeah, he's like, that. I'm gonna do this. So, creature's done. He's had three pretty healthy meals tonight. And so <laughs> Henry, to his credit, cleans up the mess. Everything. Everything. He gets the creature Seals in the, the crate, crate back right. up. gets it locked, puts it in the back of his car, dumps it into a quarry, mm-hmm. and then heads back to his house to uh, talk to Dexter. Who had a great night's sleep. Oh, yeah. He's, right. he's he refreshed. He out the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he had a great question. He's like, how, how did you know that I wouldn't uh, call the police? You, you know, honestly, you no, drugged yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there's two dead bodies at the university. And he's like, well, you didn't. Yeah. So. Which is, I guess, a good answer. I guess. So. um, And he, then they start playing chess. Yeah. yeah. They start playing chess. And then the creature, I guess he's not done because he escapes from the crate. No, so he how got much, out. How much time has passed, though? Is this thing like you can breathe underwater? Or how long That's was he under question. there? You know, I want to know more kind of about. chilling under there. I actually had that in my notes. And I'm all for a one-shot story where shit just kind of happens. Like, in um, Jordy Verrill, I didn't find a need to learn more about the meteor. No, right, In this right. story, I wanted to know more about that creature. No, absolutely. Where did it come from? What They had a, right. they, no, had yeah. had a specific, yeah. they had a specific date on that crate. Yes. What does that mean? Where did it come from? Like, I feel like more information could have been given on the creature itself. I think right. the interesting thing about it is they had it dated on the crate and everything, like you said. But they're also well aware of what the creature was capable of, mm-hmm. and they locked it up. Mm-hmm. It's like, w- who knew what about this creature in right, this crate? Right, 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 right. I'd like to know. Uh, I, that was just my, at the end, it's like he gets out, and then it's like, well, how long have you been underwater? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, goddamn, how long are you holding your breath? It's like, you're the how real one. How big are gonna... you? Because that crate. Was yeah, not very right. Big. Was it not half of a monkey? Yeah, oh yeah. Plus, it was just two chains with the tiny little padlock. Yeah. How can you not break out of that? He's but, no Ted Danson. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. He's not benching three hundred pounds. Clearly. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of the crate as a whole? I think that Adrian Barbeau's performance was the story. She is fantastic. Absolutely. You love to hate her throughout the whole thing. You understand, Henry. 
Yes. Yeah. You, and his desperation. <laughs> you sympathize with like, yes. kill her already. She's Fuck. too much. Yeah, but I think th- I think that's they had to make her that way. Oh yeah. yeah. So that you can be like, oh well, he, you know, he did it for a reason, you know. But again, the one that we're rooting for killed his wife. Is there a good person I, in this you movie? You know, it's really tough. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there one good person? So far, the only good person is the maid from Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's yeah, all. That's and, she, it. and she's, she's our honorable died. mention. Yeah, and she's still, still dead. Yeah, yeah, she still died. One thing I will say, and I like this about this movie in particular, especially with Adrian Barbeau, especially with Stephen King, you can tell the actors are having the time of their oh, life. Definitely. Oh, yeah. They yeah. love yeah. this. The, yeah, the, the, they're having fun making it. Yes. Yeah. Uh. And it, it translates on the screen. Um, so the last tale, and arguably the most disgusting. Definitely. They're creeping up on you. Um, this one stars E.G. Marshall, as Upson Pratt, he's wealthy and he's incredibly cruel. He's a businessman and he has a variety of phobias, I guess. Uh, mostly related to germs, I would say, right. but also maybe some kind of agoraphobia. Yeah, it seems like yeah, it. He was ready for that coronavirus. Definitely had his oh, own safe yeah, room. He was, yeah, he was, yeah. His gloves and he had it. Well, he <laughs> says he's paying $3,200 a month in 1982. But for what, a germ-free what apartment. Is, what is happening in the world that they think at that time where he has to live that way? He doesn't have to. I think this is his choice because he's afraid of germs. He's afraid of bugs. Yeah, That's why but, it's... But what, what, what did they say? It's 10 o'clock at night and he's saying, you need to call a pest service right now. Like he's, right, right, right. He's paying outrageous money for a supposedly germ-free apartment. What, he's got like a panic room in his yeah, apartment. Yeah, but it was an apartment, but he was also working out of there, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, Because he was on the which, phone yeah. with all these business people. Uh, lends credence to the agoraphobia. Yeah, that he, he, you know, he had a lot of he had a lot of issues. Yeah, he and he was a, a fucking asshole. Oh, and he was a racist. No, that was he his was, main. Yeah, yeah, he was a racist. And we'll get to that in a second. Yes. Uh, like you said, this is supposed to be a germ-free apartment, but right. he keeps finding cockroaches. Yes. Like it starts very small, just a couple right, here right. and there. Um but he call he gets a call from an associate of his. I guess he had some business dealing where he was gonna buy out another man's business. Right. right. And that man committed suicide. And he's like fucking over the moon about it. Yeah, he's like, yeah. "Sweet dude, when are we gonna, you know, <laughs> when are we gonna dance to that song from Father's Day?" <laughs> and he's he's chill. He's so cool about it. And um, shortly after that, he gets a call from the widow of the man who committed suicide. Yep. And he is even more of a dick. And he's so pleased with oh, himself. Oh, absolutely. He's cracking yeah. jokes. Um, just cruel. The worst part is whenever he asks, um, how how did you get this number? And she's like, it was from my husband's address book. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I can't fire him. him. (laughs) You're a dick. You're the worst. So unnecessary. So she wishes death on him. You know, it kind of seems like there's some kind of a thread here, except for Father's Day, because Nathan never wished anything or anything. And he just got brought back to life by the (laughs) the power of Jim Beam. But in... Um, something to tide you over. Ted Danson swears. I'll revenge. get you. Yeah, you know, he and he comes no, back, yeah. and then she kind of sets everything in motion. Whenever she's like, "I, you know, wish you will die." All this stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, a lot of people do." And he gets off the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's cartoonishly villainy. No, absolutely. Especially with that hair, man. That guy. Yeah, it's too much. Is pretty ridiculous. Um, 
his his performance was pretty good though. I thought. Oh yeah. In oh, this, yeah. yeah. Good. But he was pretty cartoony. Yeah. So is it Mr. White who is like yes. a building? I don't know if he's an attendant. He works in the building. He doesn't work specifically for Upson Pratt. No, it's the building. I think. So he works for the building and. He speaks to Mr. Pratt through like a small window. Right. Like big ass uh, peephole or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way that his, I don't want to say reflection, the way that his, his he, he's warped a little bit. Yeah. It looks a little eerie. Yeah. Right. Um, but I thought his performance was very funny. <laughs> he was funny. Uh, but Because he was still talking shit. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody's right. afraid no, of this yeah, dude. Yeah, but, but he was like, still getting his digs in. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I did like to point out was it seemed like Mr. White was kind of in disbelief as about to the what bugs? he was complaining about with the bugs. Uh-huh. Right. Which right. will kind of lead into but a theory that in, I have later. Yes. Okay. Um, so then he goes, he tells him about the bugs, and then he goes to make some food, which is the shittiest looking food I've ever seen right. in my entire life. What the what hell was that? he eating? I don't know what he was eating. It looks like later you see that it's oats, but it looks, it, it is cockroach colored, which is. <laughs> yeah, well, you could clearly tell those were raisins. They were, oh, yeah, 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 but, they were yeah. But why, yeah. who puts oats in a food product? It looked, um, I don't know. I don't know what the it hell that like was. like he put no. raisin bran in a fucking thing and just kind of blended it up. He put but, it to a fine base. Yeah, it but looked why? disgusting. It, it looked no, really it bad. Did, yeah. And it's, of course, the perfect color for a cockroach to, to chill out in. And, and they did. And so oh, he they did. found roaches in the thing. This one's hard to kind of summarize because things just kind of accelerate at an alarming pace. Quickly. Because the at, was it at this point that the blackout occurs? Uh, at some point, a blackout occurs. Right. It all just, it happens, just happens, happens so happens. quickly. Right, yeah. um, the crate's a very long segment. This one is pretty short. It's yeah, very short. It goes by really, really fast. Yeah. yeah, this one does go pretty quick. So the lights go out, um, and the number of roaches just keeps progressing. They're pouring through. They're covering the everything. Things, the we vents. don't even know what he's spraying the roaches with. The no. cat has no label. It it's doesn't. A silver it can doesn't. With numbers and on at it. one it point, he smashes a roach with his hand. Right. Uh-huh. And then looks at his hand, and there's nothing there. And he looks confused. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So. I'm telling you. I'm. We're going to get to that in okay. a second. Because I do have a theory. Um. So he locks himself in that room in the back. A because it's, it's, it's gotten too much for right. him to handle. And then that room also gets overwhelmed. And then that's... Because the bed sheet starts moving. Yes. Yeah, and, and also, he picks it up. Uh-huh. Very interestingly, as he picks up the bed sheet, it's a crescendo of the woman, the widow on the phone, well, she like she's back. making it happen. She calls back. Because she calls oh, back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You die. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, As he pulls the sheet and she says die, that's when it's like all these roaches. And, and great then, music. Oh, very, great music. Yes. Scary. No, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. and... I, I don't know how to describe this exactly, but listening to the music and seeing the roaches together, it made me want to like kind of like brush yeah, myself yeah. off. It just made me very uneasy. There's a fucking roach over <laughs> here. <laughs> exactly. I hate it. Uh, so locks himself in that room. The room gets swarmed. The mm-hmm. camera cuts to the jukebox, which starts playing music. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to that room. Pratt is dead. Yes. But there's no bugs anywhere. Right. Not in the room and not in the rest of the apartment. No. That was full and then it makes a point to show the kitchen with the turned over oats yeah uh-huh. but there that was no roaches, roaches were in or anything and there's no there roaches at there all. either no and there's nothing there no but they slowly start to burst out of his body yes so all the roaches 
killed them by going inside of them? That's or? a great question. There were. Um, fun, well, no, yeah. Fun fact I read on Wikipedia they used 20,000 live cockroaches. Were any for this of those segment. roaches harmed in the filming of this video? Or? It sure I, looked like it. <laughs> I, I, read, I read this feature story about. There's the people that are, they keep, you know, like animal safety regulations mm-hmm. as far as films right, go. Right, right. They include cockroaches. Yeah, Come I don't even think you can kill a fly now. Get the you know, fuck you out can't of kill here. anything anymore. It's I don't a cockroach. know what. <laughs> but what year? But what year was that instituted? That's a great question. Yeah, I don't know yeah. because it looked like he's killing some. No, what? No, oh, yeah, yeah. But, and I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but if I'm on a movie with roaches and they're like, just do your thing. All right, I'm gonna smash his ass. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. all that. No, yeah, and not and in a sexual way. I'm no. just, <laughs> like that roach is what? done. That roach is yeah. That roach is getting it. I. I I think I want to know how much was actually the actor, as far as the roaches on him, Ugh. because oh, that, I don't yeah, know how if tough. I would have been able to handle that. Yeah, that would not. be. Uh... So the 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 tale kind of ends there with Mr. White on the intercom, almost antagonistically talking shit, talking shit. Right? To him. No, yeah, he does. He stayed yeah. because he still shit. doesn't believe yeah. him, uh, which leads into the theory. I think me and Nay. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know that this really happened it doesn't seem like it did i don't so know if he's what, had a heart yeah, attack but, but all the roaches bust did, out of him at the end yeah so then but where was did that, they, is that like symbolic from? of like his shittiness or like i don't know because oh. i feel like we are literally being given proof that this is not real like i well, said no, they yeah make it there's a point nothing to show there him sma- yeah literally you see him smash it and then he looks at his hand kind of like what the fuck because nothing's there it's so the, weird the, the but whoever, what then what would what why are those roaches coming out of him though what is, I, mean, I don't what know and I literally put in my notes that I feel like this story leaves more questions than it does answers. No, yeah. I, because yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I kind of yeah. watched two at the same time. Right, right, right. Like this dude being overtaken, kind of his comeuppance again, revenge. Right. All mm-hmm. these roaches, something that he hates, something that he's so against, something that he's afraid of. But at the same time, is this just some dude losing his mind? And mm. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but then what killed him? What his anxiety got too much, and he had a heart maybe, attack. Maybe or he did have a heart attack. I I think it all comes down to the widow on the phone. I mean, I think she might have cursed like him. Cursed, yeah. The fact that she called back, I think, at that moment. Yeah. Kind like of makes it feel that way. Yes. But I I don't believe I don't know that I believe it happened. But which, Another- by the way. Great effects if you're not paying a hundred percent attention to his body. <laughs> yeah. If you just no, care about yeah. the roaches, it looks it looks great, great but no, you yeah. can you can tell. Yeah, you can tell. In his head, you, yeah. you can tell. But so, still. But it's nineteen eighty two. Yeah. True. Again, revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Another revenge. I feel story. like that is the in almost every one of these that's been an integral component. Yeah. Right. So as a whole, how do you feel about that story? I remember as a kid it being my least favorite. I can agree with that. I yeah. think I would agree as well. Yeah. I think I would agree as well. I think even today it might be my least yeah, favorite. Yeah. I mean, because it doesn't, there's, like you said, you're watching two different things at once. That's what it feels like. So be- you're kind of like, well, is he like freaking out about nothing? Or yeah. Or is he real? Is it a curse, like you said? Or is it, you and know, then we what's still, going on? And then on? I feel like if they had just ended it at, uh, Mr. White talking shit and then you show the clean apartment and you show him dead in his panic room. Okay, he was crazy or he imagined right, it. Right, right. But then we have this explosive scene of roaches, roaches bursting out of yeah. his dead body. Yeah. 
which is and the room was filled with roaches where he was. It dying. was when yes. he died. Yeah. So, so, but then I'm like, it's tough because is that the manifestation of his? Right. You know, or is this really going on? Right. This, I'd like yeah. to know. Um, I'd like to see another scene where Mr. White actually gets in there and he's right. like, "What the? Right. Well, holy shit, <laughs> Mr. Pratt!" Right. Um. So that brings us to the end of the frame story as yes. well, because after this tale, they end um the story of. Stephen King's son and Tom Atkins with the father throwing the comic in the trash can. Right, right. Um, it begins the next morning with the garbage men finding uh, the creep the, show comic, yeah, the comic in, the trash. in the trash. And one of the garbage men is played by Tom, Tom Savini. Savini. I caught oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice that. I also, when the when they're looking at, because they find the the comic that was thrown out. Yes. I think that it's a really cool reveal that they're like, oh, somebody already sent away for the voodoo doll. Yeah. So, I yeah, think that's such no, a cool yeah, reveal that, I oh, it so much. shit. And I didn't catch that when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I didn't piece it together, but they go back to the house and Tom Atkins is talking to his wife and he's feeling stiff. He's feeling pain. And then they flash upstairs and Joe Hill is going is ham. Fucking <laughs> going yeah, ham on a voodoo doll. That. Yeah. He's he's into it. He's pretty yeah, happy. He's... Um, one thing that was very interesting though was that stylistically the film ends with it fading into the kid being also part of the comic. Yes. So was it a frame story or was it also part of the comic that's book? A, that's a oh, good that's question. That's a good question. I don't know. It's such a great frame story though. Oh, it's so like, good. Like I I really enjoy it. Like, I don't even still. I don't think an anthology can be made or broken by the frame story. I think the important thing of a frame story is to establish the tone. Right. Mm-hmm. And to establish kind of what you're getting yourself into, which I feel like f- like Father's Day after the frame story. Yeah. The perfect Excellent. first Excellent. story yeah. in the movie. You get that feeling. You're like, okay, this is what we're doing here. You right. know? And the frame story sets it up and then Father's Day continues it on and it just goes yeah, into all the chapters. So not saying that it could, like I said, make or break, but it's very important. And they did a great job with that frame story. Yes. And good for Joe Hill. okay so let's talk favorites of the five much harder which is your favorite segment i could say the uh the swamp thing guy the crate Uh, no no, jordy Jordy barrel only because like i said because it it's something that i remember is from a kid i do also remember the crate but i feel like jody barrel was more it made more of an impression on me. Right. And, you know, I do remember the crate, but I don't remember a lot about the story. And I've seen that movie over and over. Mm-hmm. But then we haven't watched it in some time. Right. And then now we watched it again. And then it's like, okay, you know, I missed this, this, and that. Uh, but Jody Verrill, I remember. Like, I, yeah, I remember yeah. it. I remember from it does stick. the time it starts until it oh, ends. It and that's, yeah, it's like, I remember all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but. So I'm going to shoot for that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot for that. And it's kind of a one-man show. Right. Honestly. No, yeah, it of is. Of a man no, who yeah. is not an actor. An actor no, yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, what about you, Nick? That's that's really hard. I love the first three very much. I do like the crate, but the first three, I think, are the strongest. It's between Father's Day and something to tide you over, I think. As far as a full story where you get the whole yeah, story. Yeah, right, I see. Yeah. It's torn between those two. Yeah, I don't know. 
you'd have to make that decision on your own. Yeah, I can't help you with that. I can't help you with that. What about you, T? I think that's very fair. Honestly, like I said, I've got so much nostalgia tied up in Father's Day. Mm-hmm. It's the, don't get me wrong, they set up a lot narratively by telling the story of Aunt Bedelia they and do. everything in the beginning. Right, right, but it's right, right, not right. the most narrative of the three. Right. You know, no. like there's yeah. not a character arc, yeah. there's none of that. Um, so I struggle to call it my favorite. So it's got it's got to be within the first three. So Same. for me, it's either Father's Day. I love Jordy Verrill. Jordy Verrill. Me too. But something to tide you over, I feel like, is a very underrated. And it's a full story. It is. And they bury it in the middle. Like, it's not good. It, yeah. And I feel like they made the mistake that a lot of anthology films make. In that they ended on their weakest chapter. Yeah, you yeah, gotta build no, yeah. it. You gotta start with start and end with the best. Yeah. I think. And can I just say a two-hour anthology that did not feel like two hours? No, no, it doesn't. very, very well. It does go pretty good. So that kind of brings us to our final ratings. Mm-hmm. So out of ten cockroaches, <laughs> I feel very strongly giving it seven cockroaches out of ten. I would agree with that. I also, I yeah. written down, gave it seven out of ten cockroaches. No, no way. yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and I can't it. say that nostalgia didn't play a factor in that decision. Right. But it is what it is. It um, did. It did. But watching it as an adult now has a different. I mean, it doesn't have a different like effect on me because I do still like it. Yeah. But watching it as an adult now, you see it for what it is. Like you said, it's a lot of revenge stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but you also get to see the mistakes that were made and yeah. the fun True. that they was had that but they exactly, made. Exactly. But the, regardless, it is still such a fun time. Like, no, it is. It is. You have a you have it you is. enjoy watching it. Yes. You know, you enjoy watching it, and it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we all said, we'd watch it over and over, and it wouldn't bother us anytime it's on. But to say that it's like. You know, ten out of ten. No, no, but it's, you can't. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. but it good is conscience. good. It's great. So we're doing the seven. Then everybody's in agreement. I agree. That is seven. so that is funny. Right? Seven cockroaches like, out of ten. Yeah. Yes, I'm into it. So as a bonus, we did want to point out all the times that that marble ashtray is seen in the film, since it does show up in all the chapters. Right. I found it on uh, Internet Movie Database. Of course, we know when it's found in Father's Day and the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill. It's next to the cash box in the Department of Meteors. <laughs> and something to tide you over, it's on the nightstand next to Richard's bed. And the crate, it's on the writing desk when Henry writes the long-ass letter to Wilma. Huh. And they're creeping Neat. up on yeah. you. Um, it's the soap dish when Upson Pratt is washing his hands. Oh, no way. Yeah, and in the, yeah. the wraparound story, it's on Billy's desk when he's going to ham on that voodoo doll. It's even in the kids. It's even yeah, in the wraparound. Wow. I, think it's, I think that's part of the comic world, man. It's so good. That's crazy. So but that's good. cool, doing something like that and having yeah, it in yeah. every so single cool. little... Yeah. No, that's really, really neat. Well, I guess that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Creep Show and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Be sure to follow each of us at Travis MWH, at Blood and Smoke, and at Real Streeter 84. Remember, never throw your kids' horror comics in the trash. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>